One, I just want to say, I love how much you and I are the same as far as wavelength. Simpatico. Simpatico. Yep. Brainway, though. Yeah, that's right. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Uh, 100%. 100%. I thought about, you know, that's funny you say that. I actually thought about that this morning because I was putting on my tennis shoes, my nobles, Mm -hmm. and I was lacing them up, and I remember you saying, I put these shoelaces in because I didn't think anybody else would wear them like that. And I was thinking, as soon as I saw those shoelaces, those are the shoelaces. Mm-hmm. We are very simpatico. We are very simpatico, and it's it's right. oddly strange. It is. It's right. good, man. It, it doesn't do any good for the podcast because we don't ever argue about anything. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that kind of sucks. But, um, you know, I think that's why we have guests come on that are a little bit different than us sometimes that is true sometimes um but it's nice to know that you were thinking about me this morning yeah well i was lacing up my shoes yeah um Mm. so coronavirus obviously we have to talk about that yeah uh it's so stupid i like i tell you i think it's cured me of facebook for a while jesus christ it's over the top. It's over the top, man. I think it's beyond, like, beyond that. It goes to show you how quick, like, you know, we think people from hundreds or thousands of years ago were savages. Like you hear about the Vikings coming in and killing and pillaging and, you know, all that stuff. And like, we think those people were such savages, which they, they were yeah. right. Humans. Especially when you hear about them getting all like, crazy on drugs before they would go fight the next day what animals but like this whole little thing is just this thin little layer of like civilization yeah just kind of keeping everything in line and this one little thing that's really not that bad it's just been height i mean people are going to get sick right right but you know, it's got everybody. I mean, look at the whole. It just pisses me off. This whole toilet paper. It's like if everybody just stayed calm, there will be um, toilet paper for all of us, just like you normally use it. Right. And 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 the the problem here that I've noticed is how fragile and exactly what you were just talking about. Last night we went to up to Whole Foods because we were actually out of toilet paper like we are actually out of toilet paper yeah right like so we went up to whole foods and carly was like hey you know we should probably need to go ahead and pick up some stuff um i'm like all right yeah you know that's not a bad idea we'll get some stuff for the freezer so we're going through um and no toilet paper obviously because there's none anywhere nor can you buy it on amazon um and so going through there and i'm like i'm seeing all these people just Loading up their shopping carts with just random shit and 
there's a guy that's like in the noodle aisle, just like scraping noodles into his buggy. And I'm like, man, like this is like, do you guys realize how fragile all of this is? Yeah. <clears throat> it definitely is crazy, man. You know, that's really what you have to guard against is the people. panic. Yeah. yeah. People, the panic. Um, it's, it's insane. I mean, I get good measures like, you know, for the elderly and stuff. I mean, they're, right. they're at risk, but, um, you know, what's crazy to me though, like when the flu season's bad, they don't lock up the, I don't know the statistics. I'm going to shut up. Anyways, that's all I got to say on this stuff. Like you mentally, just like with what you're doing with your career or your company or whatever you're doing, your mental state determines a lot more the outcome than the, what actually is going on around in the environment. Don't be a sheep. Yeah. Um, and to everything, not just to this, to, to your fucking life, man. Yep. Um, that, and I'm definitely, everybody's out here trying to uh, buy up all the toilet paper. I'm trying to buy some stock and some ammo. <laughs> That's where I'm at. I did. I, I bought a little bit of stock, but I bought a little early. What'd so it's buy? dropped. Huh? What'd you buy? Um, <clears throat> I bought four stocks. Hold on, instead of me. I bought Facebook. Okay. Um, but I've been wanting just to buy some Facebook stock. It's a good move. I bought some Facebook stock. Let's see what else I got. Hold on. I bought Apple, Facebook, okay. Tesla, and then Aurora Cannabis. Tesla is probably the most expensive one. It was like two something. 170. No, Apple's. Are you saying the most? Ex, you say the most expensive one? Yeah, like per share. Um. Ooh, I don't know. I think maybe Apple was. Really? I can't. Yeah, oh, yeah. You're right. Tesla's got to be the most expensive one. Yeah, Tesla's the most expensive one. Um. Yeah, but it's. I mean, its share price. Guys, share price was almost what? It was up to almost two grand at one yeah. point. Amazon? Yeah, so they were at like 1700 1800 and then now they're back down to like 14 or 12 Amazon right now is at 1676 yeah. That's right. But so I've been I, I've had my eye on some Amazon. I've actually been thinking about buying some petroleum. That would be good. Cuz that shit is bottomed out. I mean like gas is not going to get much cheaper than 180. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, um, that's all that, you know, all, all these things like it, this is where you want to be. Yeah. Like I'm looking at some of the, some of the gas stock I'm following or petroleum stock, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's down 71% for the month. <clears throat> so when bad shit's going on, there's always opportunity. Like I said, it's, it's where your head's at and then shit you can't control. Think about it. So I'm, I'm concerned. Here's what I'm concerned about. Not some pandemic in toilet paper. What I'm concerned about is they're shutting down schools. Fortunately, I, we can all work remote if we need to. So I got people who are going to be able to work from home. But it's not just, okay, well, great. We can work from home so we can still get paid. What pays us is people paying their bills. Yep. And if some people can't work and then they don't get paid because they're not working, then we don't get paid, which means our revenues go down which hurts things 
considerably. So I'm trying to think about how we can be smart. Hey, if people are stuck at home, this will be a great time for us to go through and do a lot of annual reviews for clients. They're at home. They got time. They can focus. It's not about getting more money out of them. It's actually providing a good service. Hey, you're stuck at home. If you can't work, let's talk about your policy. Let's review it from top to bottom and make sure we're doing everything we can to save you. Like right? Because if I'm going to get my ass kicked over the next couple of months, I might as well build stronger bonds with my clients so they'll remember that when things get back better, right? Yep. I bet that, that's, 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 a, that's a good move. I mean, that, that's, that's taking the, the horse by the balls. Would it be the bull by the balls? I don't know, man. I Tiger guess, by the balls? Know. Oh, it's a lot of ball grabbing on animals either way. Yeah, it's bestiality. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, all of those things are good. It's, it's about being able to do what you can and for as much as you can what you can't can do i mean i think at the end of the day speaking of balls reach down grab your own even yep. your lady balls right yep for our lady listeners out there reach down grab your lady balls make it happen let's go um speaking of stocks speaking of coronavirus um i was listening to actually what i'm about to say has nothing to do with stocks uh but it does have to do with the corona I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast this morning. He had on a virus virus specialist is what I'm going to call him. I don't know his exact title, um, but he was talking about this because this is what he does for a living. And he's one of the people who grabs himself by the balls and um, handles his business. And he explained it very well. He's like just, you know, trying to stop. This is like trying to stop the wind. But, you know, it's not, you know, it is what it is. You just need to keep rocking and rolling. And by having people out of school, like kids out of school, which means parents have to stay home to watch their kids, which in return takes the nurses out of the hospital, takes the doctors out of the hospital, takes, you know, the people who are working on a daily basis that, you know, whether it be in the health field, whether it be in, you know, the insurance field, whatever, it's taking these people out of work when in all reality, we need those people to be in the office or in the hospital doing what they need to be doing. So it's a complete just fuckery is what yeah. it is. Well, last thing I'm going to say on it, then I don't want to talk about this shit anymore. Okay. Uh, did you watch uh, Trump's speech on it? I didn't. His address? No. 12 minutes. Good. He was hitting all the high points, you know, talking about how we're going to be, you know, great resolve and all that, working together as Americans. I just really would have wished – I'm not trying to criticize, okay? I'm not in the position. I don't care if it's him or Obama or whoever, right? But I just wish you would have been like, hey, I, you got to remember, though, the worst thing you can do is panic. Just chill out. Yeah. Chill out. Because I'm sitting here wondering, like, are we just slowing down the inevitable? I mean, if it's going to hit and it's going to come across the country, wouldn't it be bad just to – I mean, I don't know. It's probably naive. Like I said, I don't have enough information. But I'm just thinking, like, if it's going to happen, let's get it done, man. Let's rip this Band-Aid, get it over with, and get back to business. And that's exactly what, what the guy was talking about on the podcast. He was just like, hey, you know, the, the best way to get around this is to have, like, a mass uh, infection of it, have the people get over it, build the immunity to it, and then the virus is a lot less able – or it's, it's, it's a lot less able to, you know, be contracted because there's an immunity built to it. However, people will die due to that. I mean, I get everybody's got to make money, man. But the way they got people glued to shit, and that's all yeah. they can think about, it fucking pisses me off so bad. 
Yeah. It pisses me off. I mean, like I, I can't even begin to explain. It's exhausting. It is. Right. Um, so what you got going on this week, man, as, as far as uh, business? <clears throat> you know, actually, I will jump into one other thing on that. Before this happened, we've been working on, and I highly encourage it to everyone, we've been working on a disaster plan for our company. I never really thought about that. But that is a key piece. I mean, what if my building burned down? Um, you know, what if there was a tornado came through? And, you know, I mean, we do live in the South, man. Them, them whirlwinds are dangerous. Yep. So, you know, like that kind of stuff, fire, flood, things happen in the city. I worked one time when I was working at, um, wasn't my business. I wasn't, uh, I didn't own a business yet, but I was working for a guy. There was a mass, um, like in the area, there was a big uh, gas line that ruptured. And I mean, they like closed off the area because they didn't want any open flames. I mean, the smell was so strong. It just shut everything down on like two miles of a road and office having to be right in the middle of it. And we were screwed. We couldn't work, you know? So like having a good reaction plan so you're not sitting in your hands trying to figure out how to handle stuff. We've been trying to work through that for all kinds of situations, you know? I mean, and that even includes, hey, somebody coming here and holding us up. Yep. We have an active shooter drill. Here, active shooter. Yep. Here at the uh, the office compound area. Mm. Um, obviously, if we have an intruder from coming from the front, we're escaping out the back doing zigzags. And we got the golf course right here, so we got a few bunkers hiding. <clears throat> well, it's not everybody like grabbing a weapon and running out and trying to meet them. Uh, yeah, no, not here, man. Yeah, no, I heard that, dude. Somebody said that. We had a um, a place beside us at our old office where we were located. There was a place beside us, a hair salon. Somebody held them up at gunpoint, robbed them. Dang. Scary as shit, man. Yeah. I mean, you just don't know what somebody's going to do. I mean, you know, like that's crazy to think somebody might fucking kill you over a couple hundred bucks, right? Right. So, um, anyways, people were in the office were like, well, I'm going to start bringing my gun in. And I'm like, look. I get you like where you feel like I get where you're coming from on that. Like it, it makes you feel more comfortable. But the idea of you having that in here, I'm all second amendment, baby, like all the way. Right. But I don't need to shoot out my office with dry, dry, the drywalls. You know, it's not like we're in concrete bunkers in here. That's I end up getting shot in the fucking head by <laughs> one of my own people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't want to play that game. I was like, no, that's not, let's not do that. I mean, I carry my gun with me every day. Um, And it's, it's always in my bag. So if shit did pop off, you know, shit pops off. But the first, first instinct is, bro, I'm heading, I'm heading out. (laughs) Yeah, man. Get the hell out of, get the hell out of there. I keep one in my, in my vehicle. Yeah. Oh, I know you do. But I don't, I don't, I just don't, I don't know, man. I'm just not to the spot um, yeah. of toting it on me all the time. But, you know, I mean, I've been fortunate. I actually, when I was up at uh, Fall Fest, I was talking to Andy Frisella about that. He was saying something. We were talking about guns and stuff. And he's like, well, I keep one on me. And I was like, well, you know, I just, I'm not a point. He goes, well, I've been stabbed in the fucking face. And, yeah. and I was like, all right, dude, fair point. Like, yeah, you probably should keep one on you. Yeah. You know? It's all experience, isn't it? Yeah, it is, definitely. It's all experience. All right, um, man. So we talked about this bullshit coronavirus check. 
like every everybody else. You got to touch on it, bro. It's content. Yeah, but seriously, the disaster plan. If you haven't thought about that for your company, it's a great idea. Um, nothing and to do with it. Just in, in the grand scheme of things, you should have a disaster plan. It also makes you think, like, man, if I do have everybody needs to work remote. I had to shut my down my office one time for a week because of uh, the place we were renting. Um, we started looking, and we had some water coming in. Well, the guy sent out a jack leg contractor who AC running everything starts just ripping off the wall, and it was like black mold. Oh no! About thirty seconds of him ripping all that off while he was wearing a mask and goggles and everything. Everybody in my office started like eyes started watering, choking and stuff, and it was a huge fucking mess. So there was no containment. He just was some local handyman, the guy called in. It wasn't his fault. He said, hey, go check it out and take care of it. So he, he didn't, he wasn't trained for that, how to handle that. So he just starts tearing off the drywall, man, putting all this shit in the air while my whole team is working. And I literally had to make them leave right then. And I, my office was fucked for a week. If I'd had a disaster plan, probably be more prepared to how I can react to those things, how we're going to operate. It's the standard procedures. I don't have to think about it. We just, open that section up and go after it. So pro tip there for you. SOPs. Yep. Very important. Very important. Other than that, man, I've just been thinking about the whole grateful versus never satisfied. That's been on my mind a lot lately. What's your thoughts on that saying? Grateful, but never satisfied. Yep. Um, I mean, it's cool. I was kind of having a thought of, if I had all the money in the world, would I still be doing what I'd be doing? That's where my head's been at. You'd be in real estate, but it'd be a different angle. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. <laughs> and I I feel like I'd have a lot more people. I don't know what I would be doing. Which kind of worries me. Because yep. it makes me think, do I think about getting to a level where I can do whatever, like whatever the fuck I want, and I'm not there enough. And that's a problem of mine. I know it is. I work too much. And what I mean by that is I just, it's fucking Monday. It's Tuesday. I show up at the office. I come in here and sit down and I start going through my notes and start helping with stuff, which is great. I need to do my part. But where am I thinking long-term? Right. I think about where I want this business to be long-term, but do I think where I want to be long-term? What my opportunities are going to cool be? Things. I don't do that, man. I don't do it nearly like I should. Yep. It's the, It's those... So it was 5.30 thoughts for me, man. It's like after I had my coffee, I'm kind of waking up a little bit. I'm like, man, you know, just these random things come into my head. That's what I was thinking about the, you know, the ruck this morning, uh, trying to figure out if that's still going to happen. Um, so they canceled all sporting events. And then, again, it popped back in to the, if I had all the money in the world, would I still be doing what I would like what I'm doing now, would I, would I be happy doing what I'm doing? And I was kind of, you know, exactly what you just said. It would still be real estate. It would still be this company. It would just be a lot more independent. Well, I, I would see when I said that now, I would never want to speak for you, but I was just thinking like, <clears throat> you know, you got a hundred million dollars. The, your company would be in real estate not transact, you know what I'm saying? Not from the transactional exactly. end of helping somebody find a home. It would be two different departments. 100%. Yeah. yeah. That's me out there building high rises. 
facts. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, yeah, so that, that's definitely that's definitely part of it. Um, but going back to it, uh, gratitude over uh, always oh, grateful, never satisfied. Grateful, never satisfied. Um, I, I feel like you should always be hungry because if you're not hungry, what's the fucking point of living? Like, and that that's another thought that's been running through my head is, uh, what the fuck is the point if you know if, if money's the goal, right? Then you have to have some sort of purpose behind what, what, what you're doing. And I think that's what keeps you hungry. Not. Well, let's, let's go through that then. I like that. So I want to change money to success because success is different to every individual. Money is one set thing. Money's probably going to be a piece of anyone's success, right? It's gotta be. Uh, I, I don't know somebody. I could be wrong, but I don't know of anyone who considers themselves successful, but they can't pay their damn bills. You know, so money is money is a piece of it, but it's just a tool in it. it is. But also, I wonder if I wonder if anybody we may look at someone and consider them successful, but internally, I wonder if somebody who's not happy but has all the money they need, but they're miserable as a fucking human being. I wonder if they consider themselves successful. Well, I, I would assume probably not. Well, I, I think I think you'd be successful to a certain extent, but then you have to look at. You know, if you're not happy, there's a, there's a reason why. And that reason why is probably because you don't have a purpose behind what you're doing. Um, like it, it could be as simple as, you know, I want to try and reduce the amount of paper by 1% that the world uses. Like if you, if, if that's your thing, like that's your thing. Um, and you, someone can get their rocks off trying to sell, you know, this, this is like, this is Gary V 101 is what this is, you know, find your passion and then make your money in your passion. That way, you're fucking happy and happiness over a dollar bill is actually equal to a dollar bill. You know, though, I don't know if I always agree with that. Like, I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Like he, um, I get what he's saying, but I think like when he's talking to the person that's still in college um, or just coming out of college and they're sweating their life, like they're about to, they're about to turn 80 and retirement's right around the corner or whatever. Right. And he's telling them, hey, chill the fuck out. Like, try some stuff, all right? And I'm by no means a Gary Vee expert. I do admire his stuff. I mean, he thinks at a whole different level. But, you know, I didn't, I didn't get into my passion. I don't even know, trying to look back, I don't even know what my fucking passion would have been. Yeah, but here's I didn't the thing. Get my passion. I think but I enjoy what I do, and I'm very grateful for it because it has given me tremendous opportunity. And I stuck to it when it was total bullshit. When it was when it was bullshit, and I was broke, man. And I just stuck with it because I was like, I see what it can do for me, and I like helping people, which most people do. So you know, I mean, you can help people in anything. So, but it was just like, I like this. I think I can be good at it. I. I I didn't love it at the time and because uh, it's a fucking grind, man, some days. I mean, we're almost treated like a damn commodity. I mean, you know, people are getting less and less about the consultative side and just what's the rate, man? What's the rate? So, you know, I mean, that, that kind of kills it a little bit for me but because people are getting less about valuing um, how you try to take care of them. It's, it's just all just what's the number? Yeah, so – um, 
I struggle with that sometimes, but you know, it was never my passion. I mean, I think it, it became my passion over time because I treated it right. And eventually after it got tired of beating me up, it started treating me right. So, you know, I mean, wouldn't you probably say that, I mean, was real estate, I mean, did you like, no. Oh shit, man, real estate's where it's at. Oh God. I've always, I, I remember being a kid and drawing pictures of houses with and, and pictures of me thinking for sale signs in the front yard. Yeah. No, that wasn't the case, man. I wanted to be a secret agent, man. Secret I, agent. No, I say that, but yeah, that's, that's definitely where I wanted to be. I wanted to be a badass, Right. Mm-hmm. And then I got into real estate. Um, which, you know, it, it, it's the same thing. You know, I'm, I'm now at the point now I'm starting to see where this thing actually goes um, and where it could go and where it is maneuvering to. Um, and and that, that, that's what excites me now. And being able to say, look, like I have people that rely on me to, to get shit done on a regular basis and I'm good at what I do. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, at the end of the day, like I'm, I'm really good at what I do. Um, and I, I enjoy being good at that. Uh, being, uh, I like being able to, I used to say like, you know, I like to help people and then it sort of turned into like, I'd like to be people's like go-to person. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if, if, if the you, guy. yeah, if you, if you want something done and you, you want this worked out, I can promise you, I'm going to give you 110% of what I've got to, to get it done. Like if there's a deal to be made, I will do everything in my power to make sure it gets done. Yeah. I've seen that, um, you know, you have firsthand experience of, of what that looks like and how, when I'm, when I'm excited about something, it'll get done. Yeah. You're like Batman for real estate. <laughs> kind of yeah. working on it. Um, you know how to shovel shit, man. man no for real. Right. And I, you know, and that's kind of back to it, you know, kind of getting away from the passion thing. I'm not trying to kill it for anybody, but, um, people who can deal with bullshit and shovel the shit and get it moving. Right. Yeah. Those are the dudes that get paid. Those yeah. are the ones who are more successful. You know, I mean, we got this fairy tale thought of how life should work where, you know, just follow your passion and stuff. And look, I mean, it, when I was in San Francisco and we went out to Napa Valley and we were looking at the different wineries, the smallest one we went to was the coolest. It was a husband and wife team that just had a dream of owning a winery. You could tell, man, it was, it wasn't all glamor, right? They weren't living in some fucking fancy chateau and on a hillside overlooking everything. Dude, they were down there in the Valley fucking working their asses off and they weren't young bucks but you could see the happiness they got from it. So I think the trade-off was worth it for them. <clears throat> hey, we're going to work like this till we fucking die, but this is our passion. That's cool, man. That's awesome. But, you know, I wouldn't, if you're driving into the office right now, listening to this and that's not you, but you're good at it and it, and, and you do see what it can give you and, and what it can give you versus what it, what it weighs on you sometimes, which one's more. And if it's more to whatever side, that's the side you need to go to, you know, just that's it. But, and then I also think like, you know, you're talking about like what you're good at. So after you've been in a business for a while, whatever that is, if you are, you realize like, man, I'm really good at this. 
and it makes you feel good. It makes you confident. I think you also need to remember, like, is that what makes you the most successful though in it? Not most money, most successful. Right. So for me, perfect example, man, you know, uh, I would never want to overstate this, but the whole engineering side is kind of the way my brain works. Like I was, when I was in college, I was going to be an engineer and so like I'm really big on systems, how things flow, like that's where I'm really good, right? Like that's what I like here. I want SOP for everything. I'm trying to build up these systems so they flow and it does exactly like I want it to every single time. But honestly, the thing that would probably make me the most successful is get my ass back out there marketing. And I'm I'm a people person, but dude, that shit, it's just not my favorite. 